Tesla beats expectations. IBM tops estimates. We cover the latest March housing data alongside the biggest analyst calls of the day. U.S. oil exports soar. United Airlines forecast a return to profits and crypto startups bring in billions. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. It's not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. I had been a rich man and I had been a poor man and I chose rich every time. Money never sleeps, pal. Just made 800,000 Hong Kong gold. There are three ways to make a living in this business. First, be smarter or cheaper. What is going on and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pounding The Table. I'm your host, Luke Donay. My oh my, let's get right into it. So the market's closing with the Dow Jones up 249 points, NASDAQ down 166, and the S&P 500 down 2.7. Looking into the market, group by group, sector by sector, what do we see? Well, we see today real estate, consumer defensive, and healthcare all moving to the upside. Meanwhile, communication services Consumer cysticals in technology absolutely getting slammed on the back of a big-time Netflix miss. But today after the bell, we got some big-time earnings reports, which we're going to jump into here in just a minute. But I do want to mention, in so far, on a one-week relative performance basis, the number one sector, real estate, right behind that, industrials, and in third, consumer defensive. Meanwhile, the only red sector on a one-week performance basis Communication services down 1.83%. Now, shifting into the headlines of the day, we first have to cover Tesla delivering earnings after the bell, and my oh my, did they impress. The stock was sent to the upside immediately on this release. Taking a look, Tesla delivering a Q1 earnings per share of $3.22 compared to the expected $2.26. Now, we shift into revenue, and we see revenue for the quarter coming in at $18.76 billion, well above the $17.8 billion expectation. But let's really dig into these numbers here. So automotive revenues up 87% year over year. Automotive gross profit up 132% year over year. Automotive gross margin up 636 basis points year over year. Despite the supply chain challenges, we shift in the total gross profit, total gross profit year over year, increasing 147%, total gross margin increasing by 779 basis points year over year. We see operating expenses only up 15%, despite the fact that revenues year over year were up over 80%. I mean, this is big time for Tesla when it comes to numbers. Some very impressive metrics coming out of the company in Q1 of 2022. Furthermore, operating margin up 1,349 basis points alongside an income from operations that's up 507% year over year. So these numbers are phenomenal and they continue to be phenomenal for Tesla. Rounding out these numbers, adjusted EBITDA coming in up 173% year over year. Adjusted EBITDA margin up 906 basis points year over year. Free cash flow, one of the most impressive metrics out of these reports, or this report to be specific, up 660% year over year. Now, to give you a little background here, Tesla does report their deliveries prior to their earnings and their production metrics. Total production for the quarter 
up 69% year over year. Total deliveries up 68% year over year. So the numbers continue to impress investors of Tesla. Now, if you take a look at their shareholder deck for the latest quarter, what did they have to say? They go on to say, quote, over a multi-year horizon, we expect to achieve 50% average annual growth in vehicle deliveries. That is a very impressive growth rate. Furthermore, they go on to say, quote, we have sufficient liquidity to fund our product roadmap, long-term capacity expansion plans, and other expenses. So they're pretty confidently saying here that they have sufficient liquidity and they're not going to need to do any significant capital raise in the future. And that was a big line, at least for some investors coming out of this report. So a big time beat for Tesla, that stock moving to the upside in the after hours. Now, shifting into IBM, topping estimates today, delivering a quarterly EPS of $1.40 per share compared to the $1.38 expectation, so a beat there on EPS. Also, revenue for the company coming in at $14.2 billion on the quarter, above the $13.85 billion estimate, and on a year-over-year basis, that's up 7.7%. Now, shifting in segment by segment within IBM on the revenues front, their software segment, Generated $5.77 billion in revenue, up 12% year over year. Consulting revenue coming in at $4.83 billion, above expectations, up 13% year over year. And revenue from infrastructure actually declining by 2% to a lower $3.22 billion. Now, rounding out the IBM report, overall net income, moving to the downside by 23% year over year. But... Net income from continuing operations actually increased by 64% from a year earlier, so year over year, to $662 million. So some impressive numbers coming out of both Tesla and IBM today. Now shifting into real estate in the March housing data, we got a report from the National Association of Realtors showing that sales of existing homes actually dropped 2.7% in March to a seasonally adjusted annualized rate of 5.77 million units. Now, the Association of Realtors also downward revised the February reading from 6.02 million units to 5.93 million units. So a significant downgrade and revision there. Now, shifting into March sales, they were 4.5% lower than the same period throughout 2021. And the median price of an existing home actually sold in March was $375,300. And that's up 15% from the same time last year. Now, not only that, but sales of homes priced between $100,000 and $250,000, well, those dropped by 21% year over year. But at the same time, sales of homes priced between $750,000 and a million actually increased 30% year over year. So some very interesting data coming out of March when you look at the housing markets. Now, not only that, but I do want to note here that if you take a look the average borrower is paying roughly 38% more on their monthly payment than they would have been a year ago. So some big time cost increases when it comes to purchasing a home. And it's mostly in relation to that 30-year fixed mortgage rate that is now standing at 5.35% and continues to move to the upside. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had Needham upgrading Netflix to hold from underperform. The firm went on to say, quote, Netflix is indicated to open down 27% 
this morning at $254 per share following its earnings release. Today, we upgrade Netflix to hold from underperform because for the first time, the CEO stated Netflix will introduce the low-priced advertising tier over the next 18 to 36 months. And that is big because many investors have been pushing Netflix to introduce a lower-priced advertising plan for other users and they have been very hesitant and now they're finally introducing this sucker after many many years of pushing for it from investors now jp morgan also downgraded netflix to neutral from overweight the firm went on to say quote following a sea change quarter for netflix in which the company essentially conceded to every key point of the bear thesis we're downgrading our recommendation to neutral and lowering our price target to three hundred dollars per share. So some pretty bearish commentary surrounding Netflix from the analyst. Now, Morgan Stanley reiterated Apple as overweight today. The firm went on to say, quote, we see upside in March's quarter street revenue with iPhone 13 and Mac strength more than offsetting relative underperformance in iPad and services. We expect more cautious June quarterly commentary due to China's COVID lockdowns, but would buy any weakness ahead of product launch catalyst later this year. Morgan Stanley reiterating Apple as overweight. We also had Piper Sandler today reiterating NVIDIA as overweight. The firm went on to say, quote, in our eyes, the China COVID supply risk remains something we are monitoring, but the risk from Russia demand is quite manageable given the supply constraints. So Piper Sandler continuing to like NVIDIA despite some China and Russia fears, reiterating the name as overweight. And we also had Steffens downgrading Halliburton to equal weight from overweight. The firm went on to say, quote, following an impressive run by Halliburton post downturn and with the stock now near its highest level since 2018, we are moving to equal weight from overweight on shares Price target to $40 from $37 over the past seven quarters. Halliburton has managed to claw back 500 basis points of margin after bottoming in the second quarter of 2020, while quarterly revenue has grown nearly 35% over that same period. So Stephens, liking what they're seeing in the earnings, but not liking the higher multiple, and therefore they are downgraded in the name to equal weight from overweight. Now, City went on to upgrade Alphabet and Meta platforms to buy from neutral today as well. The firm went on to say, quote, while we recognize the heightened volatility across the sector over the past several quarters, given debates on what the new normal looks like post-COVID, the longer-term impact of Apple's ATT changes, greater regulatory scrutiny, and increased macro fears, we also believe the broader sector is healthy as consumer engagement online continues to be more immersive and grow. And we see multiple vectors ahead for sustained growth. City upgrading Alphabet and Meta platforms to buy. And then finally, we had Bank of America reiterating Snap as a buy. Firmin on the say, quote, while a consumer recession and TikTok's ad growth are risk for the online media group, we like the relative second half setup for Snap on stable user growth, potential progress on ad measurement improvements, and opportunity for spotlight or maps monetization. By the way, Snap reports earnings tomorrow. Now, Shifting away from the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had U.S. oil exports absolutely soaring 
according to the latest data. So experts of U.S. crude oil and petroleum products surging to a weekly record of 10.6 million barrels a day during the week ending April 15th. Now, why in the world is this happening? Well, according to Matt Smith, an oil analyst at market intelligence firm Kepler, he goes on to say, quote, strong exports have been driven by a pull to Europe and we should expect strength in the weeks ahead. So in essence, if you go back all the way to when this data was beginning to be collected all the way back to 1990, what you see is that the United States exports have outweighed its imports by the most ever when it comes to U.S. crude and petroleum products. This is some big time data here. Now, it's also important to note that U.S. crude stocks, well, they plunged last week by more than 8 million barrels, and that's the most since January of 2021. So definitely the energy crisis, it's still out there and the oil companies still seeing a pretty solid environment to do business in. Now, shifting away from oil, United Air forecasting a return to profit, delivering an adjusted earnings per share for the quarter at a loss of $4.24. And that is compared to the estimate of a loss of $4.22 per share. They delivered quarterly revenue of $7.57 billion dollars below the estimate of $7.68 billion. But they also reported a first quarter 2022 total operating revenue of $7.6 billion, which is down 21% when you compare that to the first quarter of 2019. Now, at the same time, their total revenue for the quarter is more than double that of a year ago when revenue was $3.22 billion in Q1. Operating loss of $1.4 billion on the quarter, so not a kind number there. Capacity was down 19% when compared to the first quarter of 2019. And they also, on a positive note, reported a decline in total debt by over $700 million. Now, looking ahead, what does United Airlines see? Well, United is forecasting a 10% operating margin and cost, excluding fuel, to be up 16%. They are also forecasting revenue per passenger to increase 17% per mile. So that is something there. That's a net positive. So they're offsetting higher fuel cost, etc., by raising the cost of a ticket on the customer. And also, United Airlines is planning to fly, according to their latest report, 87% of its 2019 schedule during the second quarter of this year. So, Some solid all right numbers coming out of United Airlines, but nothing phenomenal. Now, shifting into our final headline of the day, a recent article dropped out of Bloomberg, and they've been talking about crypto startups bringing in billions of dollars in funding. In fact, in the first quarter of this year, cryptocurrency startups lured in roughly $5 billion. That's more than double the same time last year. Now, from Bloomberg, we got commentary from Noel Arkinson, who is head of market insights at Genesis Global. And in reference to all of this crazy crypto funding, she went on to say, quote, funding is starting to dry up in some of the other areas of tech financing. Some IPOs and term sheets are dwindling. Some companies are struggling to get backers. But in crypto, we're not seeing that yet. 
every day. In fact, so far this month, there have been notable $100 million plus raises for funds. So there's a lot of money waiting to deploy. And she's referencing this money going into crypto. And that was from an interview on April 12th with Bloomberg. Now, I also want to note here in just the past few weeks, we have seen some big time funding rounds come out of cryptocurrency, NFT companies. Taking a look, Board Ape Yacht Club, that actually raised $450 million in a seed round just a few weeks back, pushing that valuation up to $4 billion. And then blockchain developer Near Protocol raised $350 million, more than double what they received in January. So you were seeing some big time money continuing to flow in to the crypto world. And it's something to keep your eye on. But that is the show. That is the episode for today. I can't wait to be back tomorrow to talk the biggest headlines of the day and biggest moments of the session. But until then, Go give my fellow team members and my boys over at Pounding the Table a listen anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please go and give me and my team a follow and listen at Running With The Money on Facebook and Instagram, anywhere you listen to podcasts, obviously Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also follow me on Twitter at Luke Dene to get the latest analysis. We actually just dropped a deep dive on SoFi on RunningWithTheMoney.com. So go check that out. Until the next one, easily profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.